All righty. If you are listening to this podcast and you are not listening on the Fountain.fm app, then you do not like money. Fountain.fm is running a promotion right now. Anything streamed through their podcast player earns you free Satoshis. Yep, that's right. Free money just for listening to this podcast on Fountain.fm. You made it! Another scrambling university. Shit, thanks for tuning in. I guess there goes our PG rating already. Gotta scrub that thing dirty in the first five seconds. Oh, and I just remembered. I forgot to start the telegram. So the sound will turn off here for just a uno momento. Scrambling University. So if you go over to Scrambling University on Telegram, start streaming. There we go. Start streaming. And then I can get out of the stream. And boom. Refish us. <laughs> so uh yeah. Telegram streams up and running now. Uh, T.me slash Scrambling University. Uh, actually, let's go take a peek at that address. Okay, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't let me start it with an at sign on Telegram. So, Scrambling University, 18 members. Kick that baby up. I'm active on everybody else's chats. So anybody that really wants to chat with me doesn't have to chat with me there. Eh, whatever. I try to jump on survival podcast uh, community chat, living free in Tennessee community chat, lots project community chat, um, Tim the Toolman. I think it's called uh, Toolman Workshop. Tim Toolman Workshop, something like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, all around growth community. Uh, I'm, on, I'm in that chat group. Uh, and then if you're on Telegram, there's like, oh, and in the Northwest, uh, you've got Northwest Permaculture uh, group. And then, uh, oh, lots of stuff. I don't know. Find me, Scrambling, at Scrambling, pretty simple. Uh, on Telegram, and if you click on somebody's name in Telegram, poof, it shows you all the groups that they're in or that you have in common. I think that they're in. So anyway, good way to find new cool groups. Lots Project! Haha, <laughs> that is a hang loose. Haha, <laughs> stop! <laughs> I think on the islands you're supposed to say, how's it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a shout out to the Filipino nomad out there, wherever you are, Filipino nomad. Hopefully you're piping through on the telegram. Haven't haven't seen you in a while. I know everybody's been busy work, work, working. Work, work, working. And uh, Lots Project over there has uh, a couple of showings today on his pad. And he had a couple, hey, yeah, shit. Just since it's going out to worldwide, if you know anybody that's looking for like a 30 acre farmstead in Minnesota, Minnesota, outside of the cities, eh? Like up north a bit. 
by the lakes where you can fish. Uh, or I think out west of it. Uh, anyway, same thing. Away from a lot of the fucking crazies. Uh, so anyway, if you're looking for a pad uh, or a farmstead and you want to hook up on something that's already there. And the super cool thing. So they'd, uh, they'd have had hip campers and such, but he hadn't like put two and two together. Uh, their homestead is right near this big trail system. So, uh, oh, dead center of the state. There you go. So if you're looking for a homestead in the dead center of Minnesota. So they're, uh, the cool thing is, I guess, they're right near this big trail system. Uh, sorry, podcasters, that's a bong break. Uh, so they're right near this trail system. We used to be near one at my uncle's cabin up in, or in Michigan. And fuck, it was like an international highway in the, in the winter of snow machines. Just they were all out on a poker run or a fucking bonfire run or schnapps run or whatever they used to do. Oh yeah, fuck, there was even like smokies that would hang out in the woods and fucking try and chase them around with cop lights. But then the fucking dudes had fast shit. Yeah, it was ha, back in the day. <laughs> Clothesline a cop. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. My uncles would never do that. Uh, they actually wouldn't. But the other people that lived up north, that didn't like to be told what to do so much. Yeah. Dangerous to chase people through the woods at night if you don't know where you're actually fucking going. You don't know when to duck. At just the appropriate time to keep your head <laughs> attached to your body, that is. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So much for running off the fucking uh, road pirates of the trails. Oh, shit. He says trails 115 mile long and it meets up with other trails. That's the deal. Yeah, people down yeah, they don't. Once you get up in the up north, there's not a lot of land. Yeah, everybody that thinks like the world's over fucking populated, <laughs> go to northern Minnesota. Uh, you should definitely bring um, netting, clothing. That's like a big body bag of a net. Same thing with Alaska. When they're like, hey, our state bird's a mosquito, they are not fucking kidding. And actually, the mosquitoes are child's play. It's the black flies that will drive you insane and take hunks of flesh out of your skin. The mosquitoes are only trying to jab needles in. Jabby, jab, jab. Fuck, we dealt with that for the last few years. Minnesota should be easy. That should be Minnesota's new shirt. Avoid the jab. Or land of 10,000 jabs. Have like little mosquitoes with hypodermic faces. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whitner, I guess, needs a shirt like that. <laughs> Food Forest Farms coffee saved me. These bongs are just ripping me. Oh. I didn't get my pre-morning practice in. I got up and got rolling. Actually, I was way behind. I didn't have any of the slides done for the entire week. <laughs> I haven't done the slide show yet for... Um, uh, for Wednesday, but I just saw a great topic. I think Josh threw that out there. Ah, shit. I'm gonna go look for it after the show. I think it's up on the after parties chat. 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. If you're using Telegram and you hate fucking bots and the whole bot army and you're running and you own a page, uh, flip over to where it says group, public, private, that area. <laughs> Look down like three clicks. I can't do it on the phone, only on laptops. But if you look down about three clicks on the group setting, public, private, like open that up. You don't have to change it to public or private, whatever. But look down like three things. It says approve new members. Slide. Guess what? No more fucking bots. Done. None. Zero. So, you know, uh, yeah. Then all you have to do is anybody who wants in be like, hey, are you a fucking human? Like, what's orange plus purple, right? And some bot will come up with like some crazy answer. A human will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, they've made edibles legal. Yeah, they made edibles legal, but look at it. They, so they gave you the rights to do something you have a right to fucking do. Uh, but they made edibles legal at five milligrams per medible unit. So what, you're going to eat like four dozen cookies in a sit-down? Thanks, Nate. <laughs> and FYI, for the uninitiated that think, oh, I'll just take an edible because it's an easier, mellowing entry point into the world of weed. Uh, wrong. Wrong answer. Uh, no, not. So when you eat marijuana, THC, Delta 9 specifically, but all derivations of THC, THC Delta 10, THC Delta 8, shit that makes you high. In pancreas or your liver, think in your, ah, whatever, one of them, one of your organs, it undergoes a conversion before it goes out of you. The THC in the conversion process becomes a hallucinogen. So, if you're doing THC edibles, you are not getting high like people smoking. Uh, that reminds me. Right, THC Delta 9 zips into your bloodstream, cranks up to your brain, passes through the blood-brain barrier. Woo! Bam! Hits your CB2 receptors and off to the races. You can feel the hit that fast. Boom! Hi. Uh, okay. You're not high for like an hour with edibles. Or depending on what fat you put them into to get them into you faster. You don't get high on edibles until your body metabolizes them. And turns them into hallucinogens. Hallucinogens. So, you don't start the hallucinogenic effect from cannabis that you have ingested for a little while. Because it's a hallucinogen. Boom! Yeah. So, if you think you're going easy because you're doing metabols instead of smoking the plant, understand you are not. You are just getting a different kind of high. <laughs> no, no, Liberty Meat Solution says it doesn't work. That is not true. Because it is metabolic dependent, 
on the reaction. Every human body reacts differently to every cannabis. There's a bajillion kinds of cannabis out there. You might have one that does nothing to you in 20 minutes. Eh, 40 minutes depends what kind of fat you're putting in. Uh, and you might have another one that just throws you in the fucking dirt. So, again, when you're eating medibles, you are not getting high smoking. You are taking a hallucinogen that has a random multiplier in it, like a roulette wheel. How's this going to affect me? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. So, if you are not liking being in a high feeling state, don't roll the dice on a random roulette wheel of medibles for your first time. Smoke some weed. Seriously, if you don't like it, it'll be gone in like 10 minutes. Ah, maybe half an hour. If you really don't like it, have some high dose CBD around and chuck that down, you'll be fine. Hey, by the way, none of this is fucking medical advice. This is observational data that I am imparting to you. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> observational data. <coughs> oh my God. Okay. So my Friday question, ah, I'm leaving myself notes now. Breadcrumbs on the trail. Hey, uh, two things from Friday that changed dramatically. Uh, my flow hawk went away. Oh, ah. <laughs> I was starting to get to like it. It was really starting to like, it was starting to piss Candace off. It was getting to the like, so how long do you think you're going to keep that stage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and then I laid on the plan for just letting the sides and the back grow super long into a ponytail and then keeping the middle into a flow hawk. <laughs> but, but at some point, it was going to need super glue. Oh, oh, it's so fun because she never knows when I'm kidding. Oh. Damn, what am I drinking this morning? Uh,. Oh, that's right. It's half gallon of uh, randomness. Uh, but I did decide I'm going to start making much more cold brew for myself and just heat it back up in the microwave whenever. Because I drink coffee in the thermal things and sometimes so slow and it's always cold. So it doesn't matter anyway. And fuck, cold brew just tastes so good. So, yeah. Mm. Might be a cold for convert. I don't know. If you didn't get the recipe Friday, quarter pound of coffee, grind it up, chuck it in a half gallon uh, ball jar, shaky, 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 stick in the fridge for 24 hours, scrape the grounds out, straight through a strainer, boom, cold brew, good for seven days, seven days, that's it, seven days, there is a limit, that I will tell you, because that could be dangerous, uh, so on Friday I left you off, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? And if I didn't, I forgot. <laughs> But I should have. Uh, so anyway, that was going to be my Friday question. Uh, yeah. Uh, the answer. Uh, yeah. A gram a day. That's the answer. Or a dollar a gram. That is the answer. So the question, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? What it really means is like, If you were in an infinite forest and there were just trees everywhere and you were a woodchuck, how much wood could you chuck? 
Pure Woodchuck. Yeah. Interpreted through the scrambling uh, lens. If you're a super stoner, and you could just live in a field of pot, how much could you possibly smoke? Hmm. Interesting. Oh, oh. And it miraculously ties into today, even though I didn't plan that on Friday. Sorry, looking for my uh, sharpies. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, so at one point, Uh, sorry, podcasters. Um, I was drawing a supply and demand graph. Um, okay. So, this is demand. This one's supply. Okay, and for those of you on the podcast, uh, let's see. Demand goes down and to the right. Supply goes up. Or demand goes, yeah, down to the right. Supply goes up and to the right, right? So demand starts high, goes low, right? At 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 no dollars. You want lots of something. At at or at really high dollars, right? Dollars. Oh yeah, fucking sorry. Doing this thing all backwards. Dollars, units. So, Argentina, I believe, had a problem with cannabis. They didn't like it. <laughs> they didn't like the industry around it. Some shit like that. It was Uruguay. No, it was Uruguay. That's right. So about, oh shit. It was like 10 years ago. Sorry, it's been a long time. Some brain cells have come and gone. Uh, so, they did a little study on the supply demand curve, right? Because you got market equilibrium. Oh yeah, yeah, here, here. Before I start smoking again, let's draw some more shit. Uh, so you got market equilibrium, right? That's so many units at so many dollars. Okay, so the government was like, let's just fucking crush the market. Like just kill it, destroy it, right? And Okay, now since they're a third world country, just like when I get hurt, I don't think like, what could I go run off to do in modern crazy Western medicine that's going to cost an infinite amount of life energy to get fixed for the stupidest fucking simple thing, right? So I start to look up, what would they do in the third world, right? Where you can't just throw money at shit. Like, oh, right, there's a super, super fucking cheap and easy solution that 99.5% of the world solution uses, but not here. We're going to go to the fucking ER here. Or like run the kid to the dock. Okay, but uh, yeah, so I look for like what works simplest. So, Uruguay, right? They don't have a fuck ton of money and like a giant huge army to go grab more money from their neighbors when they're, you know, overspent. Uh, so, they had to work within their means. They thought weed was an issue or weed dealing the industry around it. I guess, or drugs in general, or they lumped weed in with drugs because they're just a little, you know, whatever. 
they don't get the whole entheogenics and earth med, yada, yada, right? They just saw fucking strung out people in their cities and wanted to fucking, you know, islands around, any kind of production, especially if it's illegal production, right? That even more violence because you can't just call cops to get your money back. You got to go get your fucking money back. So... Uruguay decided by decree, basically, by like, hey, we figured the fucking demand curve out. We are going to push the price of weed down to a dollar a gram for good weed. Right. That's so low. Okay, so how how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Yeah, okay. So, ha. Demand for any commodity has its own shape. I just drew a curve because everybody drops curves. It's probably, yeah, it's, huh, that's a whole topic for a whole other day. <laughs> Today we're talking about the supply side. Uh, so, <coughs> they decided if they could, if they could get equilibrium down to a dollar right if they could get it down to one dollar that it would just wipe out the drug cannabis production in Uruguay right so all they wanted to do was push the supply curve out until equilibrium was at a dollar a gram right you just keep pushing out supply, right? Because the demand curve is its own thing. It doesn't move, right? There are things you can do to change. Huh. Yeah, see, I said demand curve is a whole other fucking episode. It's a whole other series of episodes. But, uh, okay, don't worry about that. Anyway, stated purpose was we are going to get weed down to a dollar a gram. We figured out through sociology bullshit that at that point they are <laughs> how much wood can a wood chuck chuck right how much wood can a weed smoker smoke <laughs> 420 Atlanta Standard Time yeah yeah I fucking love it uh, yeah yeah so at a dollar a gram pretty much you can afford to smoke all you humanly smoke on the minimalist of income basically leftover pocket change and it's a fucking weed right so if as a country you decriminalize it and then you produce so much as a government that like as a government they were hiring ask me how i know (laughs) they were advertising on the west coast for super high efficiency hydro farmers at one point and i had thrown my name kind of in the hat um but I had an agreement with my ex that we would never move within 14 miles of said location on a map. But, you know, it was good for you for some people. doesn't fucking matter. But, you know, other people threw away the lifetime opportunity of something like that. But here's what it is. So anyway, that's how I knew they were committed to it because they were out hiring folks to get the job done. So they actually did it. They busted the fucking price down below a dollar a gram because they flooded the market with supply, right? 
woodchucks were happy. <laughs> um, uh, right on. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Southern Prepper 420. Wah! <laughs> hey, Brian, that means hang loose. <laughs> oh, fucking day. Sorry, that was a totally separate conversation this morning. But anyway, so when you, they think that's the floor. That is the floor. Uh, and I was talking about last week uh, with other Brian that, yeah, weed is 30 bucks an ounce in Washington now. If you just buy on Fridays or Mondays or Fridays or Sundays, yeah, whatever. Doesn't fucking matter. Uh, and I'm not talking bullshit weed. I'm talking like 22% THC, 26% total, or 25, 29. I mean, fucking good luck. Uh, <laughs> or all some of that down there to one of those fucking like oaky parties. Holy shit. You got the whole town like laid out around the bonfire drooling on themselves about four minutes. <laughs> uh, can you imagine anybody crazy enough to roll a fucking ounce long cone joint, pass that around? Uh, oh, barter blanket. That would never happen. That would never happen. <laughs> oh, for sure did not happen. Uh, so, um, back to the story at hand. Weed at a dollar a gram. Woodchucks chucking. Inflation, stagflation, deflation. Ah! <laughs> They're printing dollars like a motherfucker and gold's going down. What's going on? Woo, the crazy is fucking heavy. Uh, yeah. Woo. Ah, uh, yeah, it's gonna get weird. All right, sorry, just checking on uh, Telegram there to see if anybody's popping in. <laughs> How is it? Uh, so, okay, remember how I was bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching that they fucking just crank out the money supply like. <laughs> like hyper tilt right so inflation uh right so yeah uh let's they're it's it's two prong. They went on tilt and they printed more money that has existed in all of existence in the last two to three years, more like four years. But since all the quantitative easing, uh, no, it's only twenty two. God, everything's on fucking time warp. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't come in here and play with that meat. Oh Jesus. Uh, so everything's been on tilt, right? But they know they're on fucking tilt. They're, okay, there have been like already three bankruptcies of the United States. Great, yeah, like leaving gold standard, uh, confiscation of gold, pegging gold at $35 an ounce, all have to be broken, right? This is the longest run we've had without breaking the, in the reset button. They're doing kooky fucking shit, right? So, demand and supply, they crank out the money, right? They were a fucking helicopter dumping money out. 
with the fake shit, the whatever, right? The reason they helicoptered money to everybody was irrelevant. Just a smokescreen to fucking helicopter money to everybody. It was a test of the introduction of the UBI. If you recall, uh, so Anthony um, wrote, uh, uh, fuck, uh, ah, go look on my Odyssey channel. <laughs> uh, uh, for and against, UBI, for and against. Uh, um, I did the audio book for it. Uh, that is why I, I'm intimately detailed with it. But yes, uh, so what, right? Everybody was wanking and writing books and talking and blah, blah, debating about the UBI, right? And they just lit a smoke bomb from the fucking Indians and threw them in the street and and in the fucking purple smoke of the neighborhood. Stepping through the smoke is the helicopter drop of money that we all got, right? Non-stop, whether you needed it or not. Kind of exactly what the UBI was supposed to be. Maybe people were running an economic test. Test the waters, right? Everybody... If you listen to the, if you don't want to read it, oh, economic books are tough. Uh, I'm a little better than reading as far as maybe staying awake through it. It's 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 a it's a quick book, but they had to know when you got helicopter money, what were you as a human going to do? In calculus problems, you can solve lots of shit, right? But it's unknown variables that are the big problem. Once you know how population will generally react, right? You can fucking dial that shit in. Uh, look up uh, um, um, uh, UK, United Kingdom, or England nudge units. Uh, the guy that wrote uh, Stephen Dubner. Um, uh, anyway, he's helping them. Uh, there's a whole school at University of Chicago, uh, behavioral economists, right? Their whole study is how to fuck with you. For real. How to help governments fuck with you. Identify butterfly effects for Team Blue so that they have tinier dials to turn to get bigger effects, right? They needed to test helicopter money and what happens when you give everybody free money. <coughs> it's the damage and pain that will be caused on the backside of the helicopter money is irrelevant, right? Because they don't care. Hey, Scrappy Scrap, you want to be on? Oh, hang on, Scrap is making a cameo. Come here, boy. Come here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I had the greenhouse closed up. Excellent. Oh, 
Oh, Scrap's like, that economics is so boring. I'm going to go back to my lay down on my doggy couch. What do you think? All right, all right. Okay, he wants us back to his house. Let's see if he hangs out. I don't think the music's loud enough for him. Are going to hang? Are you going to chill? You can chill with me. Oh, okay. So anyway, helicopter money. Uh, inflation. So there were shock absorbers in, right? Yeah, anyway. They, they fucking superheated the market. Superheated. Craziness. Craziness, right? They found out. Like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Everybody's gonna like stay home. People who are gonna fucking quit or were close will be like, fuck it, I'm out, right? The mass like walk away. Everybody are everybody's demanding more to go back to work, right? Because now they've had like, oh, I can hang at home, you know. Oh so prices kind of went prices are on fucking two, right? Because you have so much more money floating around trying to chase. Well, the problem is, yeah, that's the problem, right? All this money around, get helicoptered in, and wages like doubling in three years on the low end. Now, if you're a salary dude, they're not raising your shit. 200%. But other dudes that were making seven bucks an hour two years ago are making 15 now for sure, right? And if you look at the triangle labor, right? The bottom's the biggest part, right? So the bottom bit doubled up. So, yeah, yeah, shit's going to cost more, right? It, it is going to cost more because all the components are going up so fucking rapidly. I can tell you, I'm just even being a small business, just trying to like, inventory costs of holding inventory has doubled even though cash flow has not doubled, right? So you have to self-fund that inventory, right? And businesses have to self-fund their production because their employees cost them more and their shit costs them more to make now. They haven't pushed all those prices. They haven't, you know, the prices haven't doubled on the shelf yet. But costs kind of are. Haha, <laughs> don't fall in a gas hole. I think he's actually going to do a, uh, I think he said he had two showings of the house. Um, so hopefully, got a jet means got to take an offer. Boo! Okay, notice only one pair of fingers crossed. Uh, somebody this morning said it X's out the other one, so help him out, cross some fingers. Sell the Happy Hills Homestead. Come on, let's get a chant across the whole country. Sell the Happy Hills Homestead. Sell the Happy Hills Homestead. Sell the Happy Hills Homestead. Alright, alright. If that's not like shaking a rain stick, I don't know what is. No, watch. Somebody's going to like drop an offer on me for this place. <laughs> it always happens when fucking uh, 
no agenda. When they shake their rain stick, then they end up getting like the biggest rain ever. I did have some crazy Chinese offer company call me the other day. I always tell them the same bullshit. 1.4 million. It is fucking yours. Quarter acre plus a duplex plus a 400 square foot recording studio. Boom. And ongoing Airbnb. 1.4 million. One mile to the Seattle to the boat launch down at Redondo. You never know. I yelled at one of them and hung up the other day. So maybe since I just shook the rain stick for Brian, I'm going to get the crazy offer. <coughs> I already told the kids. I'm like, if someone drops 1.4 million on us, I'm giving you money and we're getting the fuck out. Sorry. <laughs> Go get a condo. <laughs> Have fun. Oh, I'm <clears throat> promoted in my OnlyFans. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Or should I write it on my tail and shake it in front of the screen? <laughs> oh, that costume is killing me. You'll never find it though. No way. <laughs> oh, oh, the OnlyFans. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, you think there's a lot of I. I <laughs> I haven't seen any that come up on the home screen that are skinny white old dudes yet. Like any white dudes on there seem to be firemen. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> it's a side project. Feet against flop. We gotta go fair to square. We can't have side help yet. Wait till wait till the betting period is over. We're still we're still negotiating out betting terms. <laughs> Squirrel nut zippers. Oh no! Ow, ow. Okay, back to inflation, stagflation, or deflation. Uh, what shall it be? No. Okay, so they printed all the fucking money, right? And you had the like run for the roses of like spend the stupid fucking money on stupid shit as fast as you can. Pent up demand. Wow. Right? Hardly anybody except people who listen to this shit spend it on like long term assets and like skills development and all that, right? <laughs> no, it was a whipsaw, right? <laughs> We want shit. So companies were getting all these false signals of like, people want our shit. No, just people had just extra fucking money. So they jammed in production on shit at the time when there's nobody around to make stuff. Clusterfuck, clusterfuck. The money got sucked up. Oh, Mancho the Brave. Ooh, just passing through. There must be a cat. There's a chase on Or a rat. Cat or a rat. We'll see. Go get him. Oh, those guys. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh. Oh, dog chase. Is it? Let's go see what's going on. Uh, or it's somebody coming over the fence, in which case. Yeah, whatever. They'll take care of it. Oh, Antelope, this is a great song. Um, probably can't hear it because it's down too low. Uh, yeah, so 
they superheated shit, right? So everything was going up at insanity rates, right? Rents of like damn near fucking doubled in three years. You're talking like real estate doubling, like all this crazy shit. Like, look at Bitcoin went on the crazy ride, and then boom. But that was a giant flush out, right? So they superheated the economy, gave everybody play money, people threw it at shit, including Bitcoin, right? Including Bitcoin. That absorbed, right? I was talking about bumpers in the system that kind of absorbed a lot of the woof because we didn't see so much inflation right away. Like, remember, it was two years ago when they were hucking money at everybody. And stuff wasn't superheated, but it is now, right? Because shit runs behind like that. Because it has to go waves, waves. Remember me talking about waves? Go back and pull up the one that's titled "Waves and Cycles" or whatever. And waves have a lot of energy under the surface that you can't see. You're only seeing the top of it, the representation, right? You're seeing the top of the set of waves really it's a big if you look at the tide charts they're small swing small swing small swing big swings you can't see them until they're like wow they're here uh yeah yeah so sucked it all up there was things sucking it up but now it's starting to show up right they're like oh we're in our second quarter of inflation Which means we're in a recession.、Mm. It's so it's behind a lot, a lot. Which means we haven't even started the fucking go down yet. We're at the beginning of it. to get once you remember now. They change the way they report inflation completely. If it was still being reported consistently using the same scale, right, it would be running like eighteen, nineteen, twenty percent. They're saying eight, nine. It's fucking twenty. Whatever. Whatever. If you're, if you are. Yeah, if you if you are retired, don't need to drive, own your house on a mortgage that's got a three percent, and you don't go a lot of places, and all you're dealing with is just shit at the grocery store. That's it, really, because you're kind of sedentary. Don't have a lot of like, you know, cable bill goes up too much. You just snip it. <laughs> There goes a hundred fifty dollar fee. You get a couple of services. Boom! Now you're down a hundred. There's There's so much competing shit going on at the same time, right? Ah,、oh, the memory juice. Thank you. And that reminds me. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about too was that it's always inflation, deflation, stagflation are at points in time, and depending on perspective. Depends whose currency you're holding at the time, what inflation you're standing in, <coughs> what part in your life cycle you are in. 
matters a lot, matters a lot. So we've been in a deflationary environment in general. Think of like, things cost roughly about what they did. Well, okay, before the last four or five years of, of just the kook crazy up the craziness. Yeah, until like two years ago when you did the big test on the population. Deflation had been kind of our friend, right? The kooky people that own the money supply were printing like motherfuckers. But everything was getting quicker, better, faster, right? Like, think of all the, like, voice-to-text translation services. Like, uh, uh, just, I mean, just, oh, text, just zooming. Just wiping out whole industries, whole job classes. Shit that used to cost money is just free now. I mean, Jesus, does anybody play a phone plan anymore that has like any kind of calling restrictions on it ever and as soon as they want a solution like you know everybody's still got a $199 like phone bill when it gets a little tight oh oh, okay there's works exactly the same when I pay Walmart instead of T-Mobile or whatever and it's fucking you know $39 a month or whatever $750 but you know what so there were always there's opportunities like that everywhere because tax been driving shit to zero. I mean, my God, I'm broadcasting this out on three different platforms now for I don't know seven dollars a month. <laughs> you know, so I mean, fuck, I, I, I'm. I am sure there's a free versions of doing this too, right? It's paying for stuff now is almost like just paying to get your time back, <laughs> right? So deflation was hard at work everywhere, driving the price of doing things, being of service, organizing. God, okay. I love deflation. I love it. It's, I can argue both sides of any any economic argument, and that's why we're going to end up at stagflation. But we're going to walk through the deflation field for a minute. <coughs> so, think about Uber and Lyft. Originally, the intent behind them, right, was smoking bowls and thinking like, wow. Think of all the back seats every day going into New York and out of Chicago that are just empty. And what if there was an ass in half of the empty seats? I believe that's how it went. Something like that, don't quote me, but pretty certain. Right? And then some theoretical napkin stoner math, and then like, holy fuck, that's like a hundred gajillion dollar industry. If we just get a fucking sliver nail portion of just the empty fucking ass time in car seats zipping around, right? What's the limitation? I don't know. Some insurance company fucking bullshit. Then cabbies will be pissed. Okay. Fuck them. Let's start it. Right? And off. What? A couple hundred billion dollars in valuation created and right? 
cabbies blood in the streets a little bit you know dudes i remember the stories of dudes when uber and lyft were really starting up in the battles back in new york that there were like cab driver families where like the dads were like fucking throwing themselves off bridges and shit because they had just signed up for like multiple medallions of like quarter million dollar a piece right <laughs> indebted themselves for fucking to a government that was now just worthless because some dudes just said fuck it and started a company right and then think of like the largest hotelier on the world now right Airbnb, more rooms for let per night than all the hotel companies combined. All that value that was just locked in our shit, right? That we can now let people use. Now, when they say like, you will own nothing and you will like it. Okay. Yes, Klaus Schwab is a fucking dickhead. I get it. I get it. And, and, this can also be true. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story of a yacht named Pegasus. She was a 42 foot Catalina with the wing bottoms. Fucking awesome sound system, and by the time I was done with her, a nice tap that ran up to the wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. What I wanted was fun, fun time on the fucking yacht. The other time. <laughs> right? I just pay, 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 no play, play, play. So, if the asset can just keep in use and maybe employ a few people to keep it in use and produce a harvest, right? Rental income. Everybody wins. So that part of Klaus had dickiness about everyone's going to own nothing and be happy. It's kind of not wrong if you think about it in terms of a new economy where providing value as far as giving people their time back by being able to do a service, say like editing podcasts, right? Just created value on them thin air and your usefulness now you need to trade with somebody you've just created this value there would be inflation if there wasn't like a new thing to put it into now there is new things to put it into they're renting cool shit which means people can now rent cooler shit knowing that there's a rental market for the cooler shit right or buy cooler shit Right, you could buy a house now if it's not Karen zoned, not to that you could just drop your Airbnb plan into it, have a local on the ground who takes care of maybe a lot of Airbnbs for people you know, right? And what way of cash flow? So, you know, <laughs> that's so deflationary. Just think about that. Think about that. The price of a hotel room, right? 
is say a hundred bucks. Well, okay. Look at this. So Motel Six. Same comfortable room. Howard Bigley or whatever. Back Brimley, back in the fucking day. I remember that commercial twenty years ago. Right? He was like $39.99 or something. $49.99. Or like right in there for a fucking room. And that was like 80s. I don't know, already 2020s now. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm old. Uh, uh, so uh, you're talking Motel 6 is about the same. It might be $50, $60 now, right? So say up $20, so say up 50%, 30 years, right? Okay. What they've printed, I don't know, 10x the money, 100x the money? Why do you think prices haven't gone up that much? Deflation. The supply, just like the weed example, right? They kicked out the supply of weed so much they drove the price to near zero through technology, right? Through knowing hydroponics, aquaponics, whatever. You government money and no, no regulatory hassle. Well, fucking Washington's already figured it out. Indians are selling shit fully taxed on the books at a buck. So pretty. So deflation. Tech, creativeness, right? Always drive the price down. Always. Everything. It's crazy how good we're getting financial. Right? Peak oil. <laughs> Fuck no. Now they're realizing they haven't even started finding the oil. And now they're starting to have debates where they're like, hey, what the fuck? Is this shit oozing up from the inner layer of the mantle? shit starting to refill that was empty before. I didn't say that if uh, that's going to get this taken down. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, if you're open to things, shit, like, shit is happening, and people that are doing it are doing it. So, hey, you can argue that it doesn't happen. It won't work. You know, <laughs> hard to argue with the guy that's doing it. But deflation is happening because the supply of things is exponentially growing, right? The amount of rooms to let is going up. As soon as you let your mind open up to hotel doesn't have to be an hotel, place to stay doesn't mean place to stay. Maybe you stay someplace regionally because you like to do a thing that moves with a tide or a season or a thing or whatever, right? I think maybe tech decentralization. Actually, I bought some shit at a garage sale Saturday. Funny thing was, online security guy, he had moved like Florida to retire, couldn't retire. All fucking old guys find that out like two weeks. Uh, went to Jersey to take some job that got posted. That's why he was living in a mobile home park and we were at, meeting him at his garage sale. Uh, some job got posted that was out here. He was like, hey, better fucking weather. You know, temp, temp place to a rental place out here. 
they're getting ready to go somewhere else. She was saying someplace like Southern Cal or something, but no, they don't want to go to Cal. Someplace better weather. Fuck. So the maybe the idea of sticking around in one place forever and not leaving, right? That's just one of the things that I had to like move away or the fluidity of group dynamics, right? And hanging out with people by interest instead of maybe just by family, right? That uh, or uh, oh, not conscious. Uh, market always markets. Uh, a more decentralized, organic organization has been allowed to occur. Wow. Except for all the manipulation, but yeah, right. The organism always gets better. Deflation, fighting the crazy fuckers, printing money as fast as they can. Right. So that's why it's always a whipsaw. To look at the coffee market, this commodity I follow it a lot. It's fucking crazy because a virus will come along, right? Everything has to overcome, adapt, find a new arabica that's the right one that will be not bad for this virus and let her roll, right? We're ready to do off we go again. Down come the prices. So yeah, it uh, it's it's got a little nuts. So pricing for real shit, right? They're already, like, this morning waving all the rules to, like, greenhouse gas bullshit to say coal counts now towards your greenhouse gas emissions or some shit. Whatever. It's all just made of shit, right? They wanted a, they wanted a supply side shock to test the market. See what happens. <laughs> to put up you know, graphs like don't make money like that, right? Well, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Right? If there's a right, then big money. If you know there's going to be a in the line that kind of is humanity <laughs> open to the right <laughs> costs down uh you could capitalize massively on that, right? Think about it. If you just kick it, fucking dirt on the ant hive. Whatever. I'm gonna smoke out a lot of your ants, but it will reorganize, probably figure out a way to keep you from kicking dirt on it or fight you back or something. Alright. So, thusly, inflation is fucking cookie because of shit that has been done, potentially, not, <laughs> um, but, right, they put it to the kook level, right, general forces have been deflationary, which isn't good for an inflationary currency, because the only way for old guys to get rich or to chill later is to make rent money. And rent has a whole other economic definition. I don't mean renting your apartment, but in general, rents. And that's why 
renting assets like planes and cars and trains. And now, like, I, I just heard one the other day that was uh, like, rent the car out of my driveway. Like, you get a car, it's like Uber, except for like people who just grab it, blah, 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 and drop it back off. So you might have a car now that your neighbors can use, and that's all insured and taken care of and all the bullshit, just like Uber was in the beginning. So, yeah, right, deflationary pressure. Because shit, if you live in a neighborhood, you know, how often does your car roll? Or your second car roll? Or your third car roll? So, deflationary pressure. But... <laughs> Okay, this is going to sound crazy. Go look it up. The dollar is fractional reserve currency. Yada, 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 yada. That means deposited dollar, the bank lends out $97. Whatever, right? C could be that crazy. It used to be like $80. Whatever. Okay. Two years ago, they, they keep fucking around with that number. How much do you have to have in reserve versus how much can you lend out? And then remember, stuff comes back into the bank system, gets lent out again, blah, 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 multiplier effect. They took the how much could you lend out to how much do you get to zero. 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 Look it up. FDIC bank reserve zero they're okaying your loan and digitizing money into your into your account is pegged okay put it on the board zero 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 they don't have to be deposits in their bank anymore. Not zero. Don't have to have any money. They, there is no reserve lending rate anymore. Like, so, yeah, infinite money. So, at cheap interest rates, remember interest rates were, I don't know, up until like a couple of weeks ago, what, 3% or something, right? So, they flooded the market with crazy money. They were telling everybody like, hey, your house is worth a bajillion. And everybody's looking at their stock portfolio paper that's telling them, hey, you're worth a bajillion, right? And Bitcoin was mooning. Right, going through one of its phases, right, and everybody's like, "I'm fucking rich, buying shit, bah! slamming the demand." <laughs> Inflation took off. Uh, okay, inflation has taken off. <laughs> off we go. Wages up. Prices. I was just noticing the other day when gas got to four ninety nine up and down here at the cheap stations. We were both like, five dollars. Oh yeah, five dollars. Uh, right, that's cheap now. Like, oh god, thanks, it's five bucks again. Um, so that feeling 
in a national economy with people about commodities is called the sticky price theory. Look it up. Sticky price theory. Prices always go up faster than they come down. Always on, even on commodities too. But some things, once they go up, they never come down. Once some things go up, they come down way slower than they went. So, right? They wanted a into the market. They did. They cooked inflation. Okay. The problem is once you get inflation cooking, and now it's cooked in the batter, it's in the shit coming your way. Those of you on mortgages that haven't moved in a while don't understand. In the last uh, like 28 days, it's like 110, 120% more costly to buy a place now. Right? Inflation has gone up. The interest rate on home borrowing has more than doubled. Right? So people in the game now to buy a place are going to pay the bank double for the privilege, right? So that rippled out through everything. So all the people that were long as fuck on Bitcoin with crazy money loans that were short-term interest loans, <clears throat> credit card loans, whatever, right? When they're like, hey, knock, knock, we're raising your rates like double the cost of carrying that load of just making the monthly while you were watching the thing, right? Oh, fuck. Gotta get out. And a lot of guys were bought in off margin, right? So they had accounts with brokerages where they just had like, ah, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how crazy it got. If <clears throat> they were letting them get down to single digits, probably. You know, so keep $3 in the margin account, buy $100 worth of Bitcoin with it. But when it goes below what you bought it at, you fucking know those guys. They want their money back. They want out of the play. So, yeah. So, now that inflation has gotten kooky, the only thing that they could do, the only throttle, right? Quit printing stupid money, right? Which they did... Think about like when the last checks were. Uh, okay, my memory serves me. That was a year ago, at least a solid year ago, right? So two quarters. So yeah, six months for the money to run out, and two months on the books as recession. And what do you got? You got let's see. July, June ended the half. July, August, September will end the quarter. So in October, all the third quarter numbers will be coming out, right? And it will be the third straight quarter of negative growth. And it will be getting hyperbolic because the doubling of costs is just starting to work its way through the system. 
people are selling off their old inventory at the old prices. Their computers haven't repriced it because they're selling, right? First in, first out. First unit in, that's the cost on it. Out she goes. Once those units are out, the cost will go up. So the shock of the high prices hasn't just started to hit, right? So right about October, right when they do massive like, oh, get ready. So yeah, so stagflation. The only way that you can cool off a superheated economy is to push the interest rate above the inflation rate. So they just said inflation's around a nine point one. They have to push interest to nine and a half or ten. We're talking base interest for a house to have any fucking chance of slowing it down at all. That's the formula. So if you're talking home interest rates. That ten plus percent sooner than later, right? Or once you get to stagflation, it remember <laughs> up to the right. You have two choices. You can either let something break badly, or Work itself out. Mm. Mm. Right? It's just uh, <laughs> they won't stop fucking with the money supply. Well, the other option really is the reset. If you think about it, haven't reset an economy since what、uh, left the gold standard in early seventy? So. Seventies, eighties, nineties, odds, teens, fifty, yeah, fifty plus years. We're right on, yeah, on, on track. Maybe they bubble gum it together for another、uh, short term, not long. So, just be smart about what is going up when. Try not to buy at the absolute peak if you don't have to, but have a plan. Things that are like grown, produced, transported, existing meat space, right? That have an actual thing to them are gonna are going to feel the effects of going up. The deflationary effect of good of services and technology will keep dropping down. So that's why important to hook up with local folks near you that like make shit for real, make food, make housing, make whatever. <laughs> Make real stuff that you need. That's the that's the connection, right? Oh shit! All right, man. It's like an hour. Ah! <laughs> Enough of that bullshit. That stagflation. Yeah. So it's either gonna they're either gonna they're either gonna have to crank up inflation 
or crank up, crank up interest rates to get ahead of it and whip it back down and create the down part of the. If you're planning for that, it's probably there would be saying they're going to stay on top of it until it breaks. So, you know, don't know, don't know. Depends how much chaos will ensue. But either way, stay nimble. <laughs> and you can always stay nimble with Food Forest Farms Coffee. Foodforestfarms.com. Hey, Coffee Club. That's what, uh, yeah. Coffee. Small business consulting. If you want to, like, stay nimble, like, what's an inventory strategy to employ? Like, hmm, what's the true cost of employees or expansion going to actually cost me? Stuff like that. Good to bounce ideas off of. Super cheap. Uh, 40 bucks a month. You get two pounds of coffee. You get consultation services. Or you get, uh, I also have, up in the corner there, cannabinoidnaturalfoods.com. Go pick out like 50 bucks worth of products and uh, set yourself up like that if you want. Either way, club membership. Yeah, I'm going to change the name of that from Coffee Club to C4 Club. Uh, yeah, yeah. You get, uh, you get something from me once a month. Keeps me doing the shows and it helps me like go on the road and help people with permaculture projects, uh, sustainability projects, community projects, uh, whatever. Meet and greet uh, Putting together music festivals, meeting musicians, whatever, whatever. Cryptocurrency, social networks. Fun stuff, fun stuff. Put me to work, put me to work. 40 bucks a month. <laughs> Make scrambling jump. Oh, yeah. The beauty with the coffee is you get what you want. I'm a small batch micro roaster. I roast on a bed of clean air. So it is an air roaster. I roast on a bed of air that's heated with an electric coil. So I don't burn gas and then cook in the heated gas environment, right? So it's clean. No hydrogen sulfide. <laughs> uh, but you can look at Food Forest Farms. I have a coffee information page. It's a whole list of coffees I carry, why I carry those, what I think are great about them, well, how I think they are best roasted. But you know what? The cool thing with being a club member is people can leave me notes like anything. Like, I only want Central Americans cooked anyway. Or, I only want any coffee cooked only medium dark or dark. Or, I only want light roast. Or, I only want fair trade organics. Or, whatever. Um, or, I only want blends you create. Or, I only want Brian's blend. And if you have a seasonal or a blend for an event, I want to try that. So, the super cool thing about owning one one hundredth of a coffee roaster is you get control of my production. Uh, two other companies, actually three, four other companies, have started their own private label. So they've just created their own labels, told me what to make, and I ship them by the case. And if you ask me what a case of coffee costs, Join the club. You'll sell at for what I sell at my website for. 
plus a couple extra bucks because you're gonna do some marketing or whatever, right? So figure, look at my website, what that sells for. If you're not in the club, if you're just buying off the website, you'll sell for that plus a couple bucks. And you'll make decent money on just passing orders through, putting labels on, shipping them out. Or I'll put labels on and ship them out. Depends which way you want to go. So, uh, yeah. So getting a membership in the club, if you want to start a white label coffee company, is highly advisable. Because as soon as I get to 100, door slams, I'm done. I'm done. Then, uh, then I just work for the 100. And uh, then they are going to sell their positions to newbies or each other or however that wants to go so if you want to get consulting after that answer will be hard firm no <laughs> unless you're in the club then 100% free so buy the next open position or I will always take consulting questions live on the air on the show, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Pacific. If you look at the very first post on YouTube, it says, hey folks, call in live on the air. That is the link to go live on the air or in the Telegram chat for the show. Scrambling University. At Scrambling University, there's the post right there. Uh, click on that, bleep, bam, you're on the air. I will turn off the music and listen. I love consulting, but uh, I am only going to do it value for value anymore or not for free. So you either got to contribute value to the show or contribute value to me. Join the club. Super easy. Super easy. That's it. Commercial, commercial. <laughs> Have a great day. Happy Monday. Back to work, y'all. <laughs> See ya. Cheers. Speaking of other great podcasts you could listen to, have you tuned in to Fireside Freedom recently? Wow. Some great hosts get together, just chit-chat around Fireside. Usually they announce a topic ahead of time, think about it for a week, and that you can do some really good learning about preparedness and around uh, the homestead lifestyle. You've got Brian with the Lots Project. You've got Toolman. Tim up in Canada. You've got uh, Nate with Two Chicks Homestead. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Letty Lou's on there. Uh, I think she's over in Minnesota somewhere in the Midwest. Uh, from a lady's perspective, um, I want to say uh, Amy Dingman's on there. Uh, a Farmish Kind of Life. Um, another gal. So, yeah. If you haven't tuned in, uh, Fireside Freedom. Go find their podcast now, especially on Fountain.